John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. There certainly is. I don't know why I often say it certainly is after you say that. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm confused, like I don't... People might not believe you. <laughs> the International Comedy Podcast. Well, actually, it's not. Yeah, no, it certainly is. <laughs> uh, I've had a uh, a thing today. I'll get. I'll just get straight in and tell you about it. So, um, I woke up at six o'clock this morning to go to the airport to pick up my mum and stepdad. Uh, they're visiting Japan. Uh, I got to the airport probably about seven fifteen or seven twenty. Their flight right. was due to land at seven fifteen, so that was perfect. Right. So, yeah, so I went to the coffee shop, got a coffee, then waiting at the arrivals. And then, like, about an hour passed, and they still hadn't come out. And it said baggage was being claimed and things. So, thinking, well, they're going to be here any second now. They're a bit older, so they moved slowly. So, I was giving them a bit more time. And then, got to like an hour and a half after, they still hadn't come out. So, I went to the information desk and asked them, is there like another arrivals section where, you know, that they might have come out of? No, this is definitely the only one. I was like, okay. So, I went back, waited another 10 minutes. And then it was at that point I decided to thoroughly check the information my mother had sent me. And it actually turns out that they arrived tomorrow. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not taking the fault. It is my fault. Like, let me just, I'll stay up front. It is my fault. Because they fly from today. And then it takes they a day. They fly from today. Yeah, that's a... exactly right. Oh, so right. she sent me... Well, actually, what happened was they were supposed to arrive two days ago, and then there was the BA strike that didn't actually end up happening. But because of the BA strike that was going to happen, they moved their flight to the, to the 29th, which is when we right. were, were recording. Um, and then my mum sent me a, a message on WhatsApp, said, yep, we've had our flight cancelled, but we've moved it to the 29th. And that was all she said. So... I was like, right, okay, well, fine. So the 29th. So I had in my head for the last month, they're coming on the 29th, they're coming on the 29th. And she'd never <laughs> sent me the actual information. So <laughs> I re- sent her a message the other day, said, oh, quickly send me the flight details so I can double check it. But when she sent it, I didn't properly read the date. I just looked at the time. Like, what time do I have to be there? <laughs> and so I was up there, up at 6 a.m. after watching Japan beat Ireland in the rugby and consuming a lot of beer. <laughs> 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 so yeah, what I, was it, how much? What's the division of responsibility between my mother and myself? Do you think there, percentage wise? That's just one hundred percent your fault. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I, she no, sent you the information. No, I can't accept that. She Sorry. sent you the information and you didn't read it properly. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and what's more annoying is I, I'm not even that worried about bothered about the waking up early or the going to the airport but the thing that annoys that's like eating eaten me all day is that every single time now that i go to pick someone up the airport someone's gonna say to me oh have you checked the date (laughs) yeah that's gonna happen literally for the rest of my life yeah i remember when i was a teenager my mum and dad went on a 
went on holiday and they took my brothers and sisters and stuff. And because I was at that age, I think I was about 15, so they said, oh, you're too old to come, so you can just stay at home for two weeks by yourself. I was like, nice one. <laughs> so I organised... Got a sprained I, elbow. <laughs> yeah, so I organised... Well, no, I organised a big party, like a big barbecue um, for the day after they left. And so they kind of all got into the car at midnight, drove off, I went to bed, and then woke up at about six when they came back and went, oh, we got the day wrong. We're not going till tomorrow. Oh, no. And this is in the this oh, is no. like before mobile phones were a thing. So I, in the morning I tried calling a few people to oh, say, Don't no. don't come to my house. Uh, and then I went off. I realised it was just a fool's errand, so I just went off for the day and I went to the cinema to watch it must be like Jurassic Park two maybe or three. I can't remember. It must be Jurassic Park two. And um then eventually I got home at like about ten o'clock at night and my mum and dad were just raging because a lot of a lot of pissed up teenagers had turned up to the house wondering where the house party was. <laughs> with a packet of sausages. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, these things happen with airports. That's uh, yeah, it's most inconvenient. Uh, and uh, and the worst thing is that I've got to go back there tomorrow. I've got to wake up again at six a.m. Oh. tomorrow to go to the airport and pick them up tomorrow. I mean, at wow. least I know the way, of course. Yeah, I mean, having a baby, you'll be up at six anyway, won't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'm probably better off out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I knew what, what day they arrived all along, and it's just my subconscious tricking me into getting out of the house. <laughs> having a bit of free time in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's worse places to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you had uh, Have you had more fortune with your week? Uh, yeah, it was a... Long week, because I was only teaching for Monday and Tuesday, and then after that, Wednesday I had a conference, which was a massive waste of time, although I did manage to get loads of free pens. And then thurs- <laughs> Thursday we had, a, we had a school trip, and um, it was like, we took the year sevens to some, it's called Bradley, but it's like a scout adventure ground, and so the kids got to do different stuff. But I had this one kid who, um, he was trying to chase his mate, and he slipped and fell in the field and got all muddy. Then he spent the next two hours... Talking about how he was going to kill himself, which was quite <laughs> how life's not worth living <laughs> because uh, he, he got his uh got his Levi's dirty. Do kids still wear Levi's? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, he was wearing a Dragon Ball Z t shirt, so I was like trying to talk to him, oh, where'd you get your t shirt from? You know, like I used to live in Japan, giving him all that, but uh, no, I mean, at one point, he was on about like I said to him, Oh, come on, you know. He, Get, we're going to do archery in a bit. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to shoot myself. And I'm like, do you know how it would be to shoot yourself in the face with an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> Even me with my long arms. You know. I said, the best thing you can probably do is if you stand on it and open your mouth and then kind of like put your feet on the string and then just hope. Um, I mean, you didn't say this, Dave. You weren't giving him yeah, tips on how to... <laughs> Oh, I did. It's just ridiculous. What are you talking about? Shoot yourself in the face with an arrow. <laughs> How are you going to manage uh, that, you fool? <laughs> yeah. No, apart from that, it was all good. Um, I think that's pretty good. They go to like an adventure playground or whatever it's called with uh, archery and stuff. I remember one of my school trips when I was young, we went to the local sewage works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, uh, the older kids from year eight to year 11, um, they hired out a theme park. And so what? it was the only, yeah, only the students from our school went, um, what? Yeah, like what a valley. Michael Jackson runs. You know that's a bad, uh, bad celebrity <laughs> shoes. 
Oh, to be fair, there's like 30 coaches worth of kids, so it was full. And usually they don't open during the week because it's kind of October now, so it's oh, rainy and stuff. But yeah, kids, apart, I think two kids vomited and that was about it. They were quite well behaved, you know, not the usual sort of stuff that I would have assumed would have gone on. You know, people <laughs> taking drugs and smuggling alcohol in. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 they they turned up on the right day, did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they all had a pass to get on the right bus, and yeah, it worked. It did work like clockwork. It was quite good. Um, <laughs> but I oh, went on the wow. I went on the I went on the little trip, so I was finished by about three o'clock. Whereas the other teachers, they didn't get back till like half five, six o'clock because of the uh, traffic and stuff. So people were moaning about overtime. Oh yeah, yeah. So, if I, if only they had a week's break coming up just around the corner. Oh yeah, it's not for another four weeks, but yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Let <laughs> me just find out, see if I can find my violin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, what's on today's show? Uh, well, um, we have a <laughs> suitcase full of uh, treats for everyone today. We have, of course, the burning question. We have the return of Pants on Fire uh, and a whole lot more. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, now it's time for the news section of the show. So, Sam, what have you got for us? Um, well, let me ask you a question first. When you were a kid, let's say up to about the age of 12 years old, when you had a sleepover at your friend's house, what would have been the worst thing you got up to? Because we're not talking about drinking age here. Pretty innocent no, no. bad behaviour. Uh, vandalism. <laughs> I retract that vandalism then. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I missed the vandalism. So what was the vandalism? <laughs> what did you vandalise? Yeah. People's windows. I'd like to pull uh, this thread a little bit more. Watching, 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 watching um, horror films that were eighteen and we were only like ten or eleven. Yeah, yes, okay. That so quite... that, that's a reasonable thing. So this article uh, from the Daily Mirror it says uh, strict mum makes sons pals sign contract before they are allowed to sleep over. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 2019. Things are going bad. Yeah, a mum has created a contract which her f- child's friends must sign in order to spend a night at her house. It says it's no secret that having someone else's children over to stay at your house can be challenging. They can behave badly, be noisy, and just generally disrupt the routine you have created for your family. In order to combat this, one mum decided to get it in writing that any of her son's friends had to treat her home with respect and follow her rules. The parent drew up a contract which she has guests sign before they are allowed to sleep over. Now That it, sounds fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Is this in is this in England? Yeah, I think it is. Right, okay. So in this contract well there's four main sections of rules so do you want to hazard a guess as to which rules she's put in to the contract Uh, like go to bed when you're told kind of thing no that's not in there actually Um, I'll give you three I'll give you three guesses so that one I'll give you zero points don't pee on the toilet seat Uh, it's not or flush the toilet it's not in there explicit no, so I'm going to give you no. I can't give you that one. There's nothing similar. Uh, Last chance. You see, you're obviously not a mental mother. <laughs> yeah. Use please and thank yous. No. 
being polite isn't in there either. It says right. uh, number one. <laughs> number one is a little. I don't know. Some of these are they're a bit weird. Of course, it's weird. Number one, touching slash tickling of other people will result in immediate physical separation. <laughs> right. Okay. That could. Is this is this woman a prisoner? <laughs> She's a prison officer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, she says that could remain in place. That 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 separation could remain in place until pickup time. This means we keep our hands to ourselves and off each other. Right? She thinks she's been molested by her son's friends. <laughs> is, is she fit? <laughs> There's no picture. <laughs> Anonymous mother. Uh, number two. I see it, and they're a little bit darkly, they're weirdly dark. Number two, changing of clothes will be done independently and in a private space space with the individual not in the company of anyone else. This means no nudity in front of anyone else whatsoever. (laughs) Right. Yeah, she's obviously had some sort of issues in the past, hasn't she? I'm halfway through this article and regretting choosing it because it's becoming quite apparent that, yeah, she probably has had... Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we need we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, p- uh, in the face of this, uh, <laughs> just plow on. Number three, uh, disruptions. This is much more reasonable, I think. Disruptions, including excess volume of voice or electronics, or electronics, will result in suspension of such privileges. <laughs> privileges of using your voice. <laughs> Uh, this means no shouting, interrupting, or blasting the TV or iPad. And rule number four, complaining will not be tolerated. Constructive requests are encouraged in a calm, polite tone of voice. Uh, this means you will wait to have my attention and acknowledge before you start... <laughs> oh, sorry. This means you, you will wait to have my attention and acknowledgement before you start speaking to me. <laughs> Oh, I could I could use that in the classroom. That rule. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Uh, and then oh, it yeah. goes on to say in the contract, I have read and understood the rules and conditions. Blah blah blah. I agree to show respect at all times. I'll give you a point for that because you did say politeness before. Uh, if my behaviour if my behaviour reaches and ma- maintains the standards, then a fun time will be had and brunch will occur together the following day. <laughs> oh God. So. By the use of brunch in this contract, uh, I think we can probably guess the uh, social status. Yes, <laughs> of this to- of this toffee nose bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes on to say, I further acknowledge these rules are in place for the comfort and safety of all residents and guests in the home. I will do my best to preserve this <laughs> in a calm demeanour. And with a peace of mind, abiding by uh, her wishes. Because <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter's birthday is in the middle of the school holidays in summer, so she didn't really have a birthday party this year. Uh, well, she had a birthday party with her family and stuff, but she didn't really have a birthday party with any of her school friends. So my mum has kind of said, oh, well, you can have like a Christmas party or in October half term, you can have a party and just invite some friends. But last year they came and they were just horrible. Like uh, oh, really? savages. Like, little girls and so i'm like she's going oh i've got these six people i want to come and i'm thinking nah so i'm saying well how about if you go to the cinema and i take two of them because i can fit three of three of you in the car 
And then that way they could just sit there and shut the fuck up for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an amazing plan. <laughs> yeah. Take him to watch The Joker. I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a history of taking children to inappropriate films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, 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 if your daughter was invited to a party or a sleepover, but the mum insisted that you or uh, the da- your daughter signed a contract like that, how would you react? Uh, to be honest, I think it's all right. I think it's fine. It's just the um, the nudity thing makes alarm bells uh, ringing like massive. what goes on in this house <laughs> yeah or what has gone on in this house before yeah does she have like a you know a new boyfriend who looks like a bit of a pedo <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> or, or a new girlfriend who looks like a bit like a pedo <laughs> yeah true of course people on reddit and twitter uh, shared their thoughts one person proclaimed this is completely insane another said makes me feel grateful for my mum was never this controlling and a third added it must suck to be this woman's kid <laughs> yeah. you're probably right about that well, i don't know it's just old victorian style that's true isn't it speak when spoken to children should be seen and not heard <laughs> No naked kids. I'm all up for those rules. I'm up for every single one of those rules, especially the uh, seen and not heard, which doesn't happen at all in my own house. Um, but, <laughs> but, I, but I would never... I mean, I don't have the time to print out a contract. <laughs> no. Or even write one like that. But yeah, some people obviously have too much time. She should get a job or a hobby. Maybe listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I remember working at a school in Japan, like a kind of private school that's quite famous and um me and the other english uh well me and the other english teachers had kind of said because obviously it was like a communication class we needed the kids to be speaking but there was sometimes some of the classes were quite disruptive so at the start of the year getting the kids to sign a contract to say that they understood what was expected of them no nudity you can't yeah no nudity in the classroom (laughs) But the senior management were like, oh, you know, you can't get kids to sign contracts because, you know, it's against their rights or whatever. And you're like, basically, it's just like, don't be a little wanker in the lesson. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, parents are going to complain. I'm like, well, it's bad parenting all around. Welcome to the 21st century. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As if it's the parent, you know, as if it's not the parents' fault that their kids are little shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, saying that, that kid on Thursday who'd uh, have a big cry about how rubbish his life was and stuff and now he's going to kill himself <laughs> he did say uh, I said to him oh you know there's people care about you like you know your mum and dad wouldn't be happy if you were talking like this and he was like do you know nothing about me I was like well no and it turns out his mum died a couple of years oh, ago no. so. <laughs> uh, he lives he lives with his uh, relatives so I don't think his dad's even involved so oh, that made him cry a bit more no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. can that go in the podcast? So, uh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> he's, all, he's all right in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my fault. No, I didn't no, know. no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, to be fair, this woman, uh, making the kids side contracts, I think she's a bit sleep overdoing it. <laughs> it took me a second but I got it that is shit <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, 
That is rubbish. That was JNS in J News. on fire we haven't done this segment for a while so a quick refresher john's going to tell me a story uh, it could be true it could be a lie uh, he's uh, as he's telling it i get the chance to interrogate him a little bit and at the end i have to decide whether it's true or whether it's false normally with john it's a big fat lie <laughs> <laughs> no all my stories are being true i think yeah no i think you're probably right actually all <laughs> <laughs> oh, right okay uh, oh so i once had to bail bail a good friend out of a South African prison. Well, jail. <laughs> well, I know you've been to South Africa. Yeah, because uh, we talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, in fact, I think one of your last pants on fires was about the you you played against a South African semi professional team, which was oh, true. Yeah. It was true. Yeah, yeah. It was a good so, trip. <laughs> if I remember rightly, a homeless man played in goal for you, and I think he was man of the match. He was, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, South Africa, yes, I believe you've been there. In fact, I know you've been there. So tell yeah. me a bit more about how this happened. Um, so one day my friend Tom and my other friend Lisa went um, in the daytime. They went and sat in a park in the middle of uh, Cape Town and decided to start smoking marijuana, at which point the police came and found some marijuana on Tom and took him off to prison. Uh, off to jail, sorry, I should say. And then Lisa came back to the hostel and went, Tom's been arrested. We need to go get him out of jail. So I had to go there and uh, ask how much it was going to cost me to get him out. <laughs> right. So why didn't Lisa get arrested too? Because he just had it on him. He was holding it. Ah, so they let, see, they let her see. go. They said. Right. They, that's what they said, I see. Um, yeah. How much did you have to pay? Well, so that was the thing. It turned out it was 30, I think it was 13 rand. So we thought, because we, we were leaving South Africa uh, about two days after that, and we'd finished traveling, so nobody had any money left. So we were all kind of a bit panicking. And then um, when we went there, it was like 13 rand, which at the time I think was about a fiver. So oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because he was sat there in a cell, um, like very, well, I mean, he's a white guy, but he was sat there in a cell with a load of, like drunk and sort of drugged out uh, uh, South Africans. And he was sat just on the end of a bench looking so pale. <laughs> <laughs> he was white, but I mean, he was really white. <laughs> ah, he was really white. Casper white. Yeah, he took a white to a new level. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if I was staring down the barrel of a uh, prison stint in South Africa, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd. At least physically be able to stop vomiting. No. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was all sorted with about 
th three hours, I guess. He was in there for yeah, he was in there for about two hours, and so. <laughs> Um, okay, and what was what was the first thing he did or you guys did after he was released? Went and got a beer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds true. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was squeaky bum time for him. Oh, um, squeaky bum time. He was lucky it wasn't something else bum time. Yeah. Well, the bizarre bit at the start was that the the police officer who kind of dealt with him was a, a white police officer, and then he kind of was really jokey about it saying oh you, if you're out later tonight and you want anything let me know and then i can sort you out kind of thing and it was like right right um okay don't know if you've been serious or if you're just trying to <laughs> but yeah it was quite catch uh, me out yeah 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 um, um yeah let me see i think i mean this story just sounds so true you've got all the details him looking yeah. pale and the beer afterwards and the the price i mean and I, like, I know you've been there, and I, I yeah. remember you saying it was a crazy trip. So, yeah, I'm going to say that this story is true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he reclaims a point back after the movie quote madness. All <laughs> oh, right, we're not doing that this week. <laughs> no, that's why we're doing this game, because I'm better at it. <laughs> Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for this episode's burning question, which was, what's the most disgusting behaviour you've ever seen from a random stranger? So has anybody been in touch? Well, uh, I know yeah, people just... have been in touch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin from England got in touch on Facebook. Uh, he said, I was walking through a park with my mates. I think it was when we were at university. All of a sudden, some fella strips down to his underwear and jumps into the River Neen. Uh, oh, wait, that was you, Sam. Although my memory isn't what it was, I'm pretty sure it was you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I like, yeah, I confirm that was me. But I also got, they, it was actually a dare. I got a fiver for doing it. And. <laughs> I mean, yes, me in my underpants, pretty disgusting, but surely not the most disgusting thing you've ever seen, or <laughs> or is it? <laughs> um, How about you? So on Twitter, Sally Ann, uh, she was a, she's actually featured on this show. Uh, yeah, one of the earlier episodes of comedian. So she said she saw somebody cutting toenails on the train. Yeah, that's minging. Yeah, actually talking talking of the train, uh, Laura on Facebook. Uh, she said, a rather mature lady seductively licking her own hand on a train. Ugh, that sounds yeah, odd. That's minging. She doesn't say if it's the back of the hand or the palm, but, I mean, the palm is more disgusting, right? Yeah. Um, Adam from 3000 Worlds on Twitter said, I had to drop a man for beating his girlfriend. That's easily the worst. Uh, I mean, yeah. that is disgusting behaviour. <laughs> Don't uh, laugh when you say that's disgusting behaviour. No, I I meant, I thought we were going to get stuff about, you know, toenails and stuff. Not I, just... know, I, know, I know, yeah. That was, yeah, it's certainly on the serious side of the disgusting behaviour <laughs> line, isn't it? Crip, that's criminal behaviour. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did say keeping it light when you said that. But obviously, <laughs> yeah. you missed that part of the, uh, <laughs> part of the thing. Uh, at Awful Forever Pod from the Everything Is Awful Forever podcast said that they saw someone with vomit on the back of their head, meaning <laughs> that it was someone else's vomit. And, <laughs> oh, nice. Well, yeah, and that is pretty disgusting. It was, yeah, well, hopefully someone else's vomit, I suppose. <laughs> um Liam on Twitter got in he said in Japan the other day I saw a guy walking his two white poodles kick a neighbor's bicycle over um he just walked on like nothing had happened <laughs> again it was just yeah disgusting yeah a lovely and, little uh, bit of passive rage <laughs> well not that passive uh there was a reply on Twitter from at Danny Gobini um he asked us a question uh, he said does it have to be a stranger uh, which kind of begs the question, does he have extremely disgusting friends or is he himself very disgusting? <laughs> well, I know for a fact that him and his friends are in Las Vegas at the moment, so maybe he's just preempting what's going to go on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we should have done this next week. D- Danny would have had uh, a whole host full of uh, answers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ferg's got on in contact on Twitter and he said, I saw someone stick their finger in their butthole just to smell it. The trauma is one I'll never forget. Shout out to McDonald's inner city Cleveland. <laughs> who was the, uh, who was, uh, Joachim Lowe, the Germany manager. He was famous oh, for he's, scratching yeah, his balls sniffing and sniffing it. If yeah. you've never seen, seriously, listeners, if you've never seen Joachim Lowe sniff his fingers after scratching his balls... Check it out on YouTube. It'll make you vomit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I once saw a man, a Japanese man on a train, vomit into his own hands and then drink it back because uh, the, tr- the train was still moving. Um, that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I uh, once saw a guy, uh, it was at a football match, watching it in a pub, and it was rammed. It was an England game, and he just peed into his pint glass, and it was a plastic pint glass. And then when England scored, he kind of just chucked it into the crowd. Oh, um, I think that's a thing now. I think people do that for fun. Ugh. <laughs> Did someone to, was someone told me? I this is sort of like a a, a a bit of smoke in my mind, but someone told me that once. Someone did that and they threw it in their eye and they got an eye infection. I mean, is that ringing any bells with you? Yeah, that was Ollie. Uh, that was Ollie. Spurs Ollie, yeah. He was at an oh. Arctic Monkeys gig and um, somebody chucked a pint of piss and it went in his eye and he got an eye infection. <laughs> uh, Spurs Ollie deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just had a uh, live one coming on Facebook. Uh, from Hager. Oh, she featured in episode one of the podcast. Very funny uh, Egyptian comedian. Egyptian Dutch comedian. Complicated background. Um, she says, people not indicating when changing lanes, the most disgusting thing ever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll probably have to agree. <laughs> How about for you? Oh yeah, for me. Um, one, of the most disgust- one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen actually was in the classroom. It was a, it was a kid who picked a little bit of chewing gum off the underside of the desk and then started chewing it. Oh, no. <laughs> if only he knew who'd been sitting at that desk before him, he definitely wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> Put your in, quiz, quiz, 
Okay, so that's all for today's show. That just leaves me to say thanks to uh, everyone who's involved in the show. Thanks to Ruben VM for providing the jingles, but thanks most of all to you, the listeners, for uh, being involved. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention was that the burning question never closes. So if you listen to an old episode, or you're listening to this episode, but it's in six months, uh, if you've got a story for the burning question, send it in, because we uh, we want to keep those going and keep them alive. Yeah, and then, oh, I suppose next episode's burning question, you said uh, at the beginning of the episode that you went on a school trip to a sewage farm so i guess the question Mm. is what is the worst what's the worst school trip you've ever been on yeah and for me that probably isn't the worst one so (laughs) (laughs) um anything else no i think that's all all right catch catch you later. later it is time to go that's the end of the show if you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family, or even the people you're married. You should join in, answer the burning question. Send a new story, preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.